This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. podcast everybody and on this episode for me i have indigenous fashion designer rebecca jarvie on the show what's up can you hear me oh yes i can hear you <laughs> <laughs> i'm outside I'm there waiting for my cue <laughs> well, <laughs> hi everybody <laughs> Um, it's so good to be here. It's a pleasure and my honor to be here on OK Podcast. I um, I like t- doing podcasts and stuff, even though, you know, I don't know when it's my cue to talk. <laughs> so my name is Rebecca Jarvie, and that's also the name of my brand, Rebecca Jarvie, just because I'm not good with names. So, you know, I just keep it simple. You can find me on all social media under Rebecca Jarvie. Um, and yeah, I'm a fashion designer, a fashion show coordinator, uh, a model, and I'm also a proud mother of my 17-year-old son, Royce, who's also a model, and he's a senior this year. And um, so yeah, that's uh, basically, oh, I'm also Indigenous uh, fashionista. I also go by that too. Oh, yeah. Got a little lipstick there on my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm Chippewa Cree and Blackfeet from Rocky Boy, Montana, which is north central Montana, which is 60 miles from the Canadian border. And I started fashion designing, I would say basically my whole life, but um, I, I got like known for being a fashion designer during COVID during 2020. I made the night and day mask and it went viral on social media. And that's when I started my business and fashion design was um, summer of 2020. Um, I've been coordinating fashion shows though, since 2017. And my introduction to the fashion industry was in 2012 at New York Fashion Week, where my son was a model and where I got to dance on the runway at New York Fashion Week. 
And so that's a little bit of history of my um, fashion resume. Nice. Um, what would you what you say? The night and day mask is that what you said? Yeah, the night and day mask. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, I had. Oh, so I'm a thrifter. I, I like the thrift. And um, so like when I used to travel, I owned a nonprofit organization and culture preservation. So I used to travel throughout Indian country or throughout Turtle Island. And, you know, I'd go shopping and thrift shopping and I'd pick up like Louis Vuitton purses and like designer bags, you know, from thrift stores, just really cheap, just cause I always like, Louis Vuitton was one of my favorite fashion designers. And, you know, I didn't have that kind of money to go like, to Louis Vuitton store so I saw I had like a collection of like bags from the thrift store so when COVID hit um there was this uh call out for design or for sewers to make um face masks cloth masks and stuff and then um at first I did it just to see if I even liked it and if I even wanted to pursue it you know because for me I like I have to like it to make it or you know like I have to like it like because I feel like as a creator when you're creating stuff like it's it's a part of your soul it's a part of who you are like that you're projecting or you're sharing with the world and for me so when I make something you know first of all I try out like I said to see if I like it and then I liked it so I made one for me and for my whole family and then I started like getting um like bunch of orders and um since 2020 like march 2020 i made over 2000 uh face masks all handmade and sewn whoa and, yeah and then uh like i wanted to enter this contest um it was out of canada this face mask contest and so um that's where like i got like i guess this vision or to like make this Louis Vuitton face mask and just use my old purses. So I cut up my old purses from the thrift stores that I collected. And then it was all in, it was like all materials I already had because I started it in April, 2020. And in April, 2020, if anybody remembers, that's when the world was like closed. Well, us United States, we were shut down. There was only grocery stores open and, you know, very limited stores. And everybody was like on telework or work and just home with their families. And so that's when I really got to get into my creative space and I designed the uh, night and day mask. And then like I did the photo shoot and everything and then I finished it in May, but I didn't release it until June, uh, like June 4th, 2020. And that's where like it uh, went viral on social media. And I was like on different um, publications, like I was on, on TV stations and um, different magazines, blogs, um, just all kinds of people reached out, like I said, from all over the world. And they wanted to know like who I was and where they could buy my products. And um, so then at that time, you know, I took it serious and I took it like as a push and a, um, to be more serious about my business because I always like been in the fashion industry or dabbled in it but I never took it serious like I just you know I just love it and I never like pursued myself or promoted myself and then so at that time I thought that was like a good you know a good push for me to start taking it serious and to step in my element as a creative fashion designer artist hmm. and you're from Montana you said 
Yes, yeah, I'm from Montana. So, um, so you know, we're in a rural area. Like our uh, closest Starbucks is like a hundred miles away, and um, yeah. So you know, we're really like excluded from a lot of things, <laughs> and um, like we have a town like with only two grocery stores and one of them is Walmart and one's a regular grocery store and stuff. And so, um, you know, so at that time of like shutdown, you know, it was like really shut down. Like <laughs> there was, you know, literally only, you could only go to your family members if they allowed you to go to their house, you know, because everybody was cautious. And we took that serious of, um, you know, being cautious and just being with, you know, being home with your family and then, the grocery store and so um so yeah so I just I know I like I said I always like sewed and bead um, I'm a powwow dancer I fancy dance and jungle dress dance and traditional dance and so I always made outfits for people and for my son and I always sewed but I never really had social media um I just got on social media like the past six years and <clears throat> but then still you know I like I said I never like took my designing or my creating serious until 2020. Mm. And so growing up, you, 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 I guess like you said you were always into fashion, but you didn't know that's where you wanted to go. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, like, um, there wasn't like a platform, like how it is now, like mm -hmm. for, the um like you know the younger ones now they're really fortunate that they have um a lot of fashion designers and models and that are indigenous and in fashion shows to look up to where that where that door is open if they want it they could pursue that and even makeup artists hairstylists photographers videographers like the whole industry like that doorway's open and when i was younger there was nobody, you know, we didn't have social media, um, really, we had like, I mean, Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, I mean, I think what was Indians.com was pretty popular then. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know how old you are. But, <laughs> but you know, we didn't really have like social media, like how we have it now. And then even more so we didn't have like fashion designers and stuff. But we had powwows, you know, to be creative and um, to make dancing outfits and dancing regalia. And um, I'm a fourth generation beater and sewer. And what that entails is my great grandma taught my grandma, and my grandma taught my mom, and my mom taught me. And I'm currently teaching my son. And, um, you know, so that is like how I had it on my matriarch side and my family was it was an ongoing uh tradition of learning how to beat and so like it was just something that I grew up knowing and that I had to know like being in my family you know and I liked it and I didn't uh, pick up like everything that my my mom and my grandparents or my grandmothers that uh, I didn't pick up a lot of arts um just ba mainly beating sewn like my great grandma and my mom and them, they could do like embroidery like hand embroidery um they could do like quill work and tanning hides um so there was like a lot of arts that they did that I didn't pick up that was lost but you know what I did learn was how to bead and so and stuff and so um I always watch grew up my, watching my grandmas and my mom beading sewing everything and then um when I got old enough um I started beading and sewing 
And then when I had my son, I had my son at the age of 18. Then I wanted him to dance. And then that's how I got more serious into um, sewing and beading and making regalia. And then when I was in college, I have a double major in business administration and psychology from the University of Mary. And so um, <clears throat> when I was in college, I didn't like, I was really poor. So I didn't have like a job or anything just because, you know, I had like my infant newborn son that I had to take care of if I wasn't at class, I would take care of him just because of how poor I was. I didn't like, I couldn't like afford um, like daycare and stuff. And then I didn't want to take out any loans just because I feel like as a Native American person, like we shouldn't have to take out loans to pay for education that was guaranteed to us by the US government. So I sewed, I sewed in bead for my income and you know, that's kind of how like I got good at it. But and, and Facebook started around that time and social media started. But like I said, I didn't really get into social media just until like five years ago and stuff. So I never really, you know, like promoted myself. Now I wish like I would have took pictures of some of the stuff I created. Like I used to just sew and be right up until the last second till like whoever I was selling it to till they were like off to a powwow or they were off to see. Um, like, um, like one time I beaded something and it got to go to uh, Mr. President, our former president, Barack Obama and stuff. And I literally met the people at the airport and gave it to them before they flew and went to the inauguration and stuff. So some of the stuff like I made, you know, didn't even make pictures. I mean, of me, like the proof that I actually made it a... <laughs> testimonials hey, testimonials <laughs> coming soon no joking but yeah <laughs> it really happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um I always liked fashion um it was because of Barbie yeah <laughs> me and Barbie um you know she, I I would play like I'd have fashion shows with Barbie and her friends and I would like cut up her clothes and make her clothes and I'd get in a lot of trouble for my mom because my mom would be like I paid so much money for her clothes and you cut them up and <laughs> rework them <laughs> so yeah me and barbie had a lot of fashion shows and stuff and then um then i didn't really like um show like my full like my full style like if i did um you know like dress like how i thought i wanted to dress or what i thought was cool like going to school and stuff i'd get bullied or teased and you know and so i kind of quit and i just you know just how like it was accepted how everybody else dressed and then so mm. I didn't really get to fully like embrace my um like like how I wanted to dress and how I wanted to you know how I saw myself and then when I was in college like I said I was really poor so you know I didn't get the still didn't get to dress how I wanted to dress because I was so poor I didn't get to you know buy all those clothes and <clears throat> stuff and I had to care for my son and then after college I um when I had the nonprofit. Like I said, when I traveled and stuff, you know, I got to shop a little bit, but it was mainly like at thrift stores and stuff. So whatever I thought was cool and what how I could rework it, how I could, you know, sew it or turn it into something that I saw from a major designer, then that's how, I, you know, I'd, I would um, sew and make it and style it to wear. Now these thrift stores in Montana, they got some heat in them. Um, the you said you'd be finding. You said you'd be finding Louis Vuitton. <laughs> oh, 
unfortunately, no, all the Louis Vuitton bags I found were not in Montana thrift stores. <laughs> oh. they, they, uh, they were like in Washington and Minneapolis, uh. like really metropolitan areas. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, like, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't even really go to thrift stores here in Montana. I mean, uh, yeah, just because, you know, most of the stores like I shop at are like the shop at are not even located in Montana. The only time it's really good to go to thrift stores in Montana, like where I live, is like in March or February, because they're gearing up for like um art like art shows and they're gearing up for um like rodeos and stuff. So they'll put out like all their cowboy cowgirl gear, and then you could find some good finds then. Um, mm -hmm. Like as far as like Wranglers and Stetson and you know stuff like that. But like any other time of the year, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you talk about wrong. Um... you can like my mom. She's, I mean, I don't know. She's magical in their story. Like I don't know. She could go in there and come out with something like brand new. <laughs> like me, I, I'm, I'm not like that. I, can't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. My mom used to do that too, because like we go to these different thrift stores in these small towns, like in Glencoe, here in Oklahoma, and she find like the most random things that were like new and like vintage still from like two thousand four, I think, or three or five, and I mean they'd be like in prime like condition. And look what I found. And like back then, you know, I don't. My main thing was finding like some cool movies or like comics maybe i mm -hmm. mean and like i wasn't really like into like looking at action of that at that time because like you you know i i had i felt like i had to hold myself up to like a certain standard of like wearing like what everybody else is wearing you know like sean john or like echo or you know, these yeah. name brands like nikes and stuff but you know <laughs> and i always wanted to like i didn't really care like back then like what i wore but i knew like if i didn't like one time i wore this starter jersey from walmart right mm -hmm. and was when i guess they're trying to compete with fubu and it was my grandma bought me the starter jersey and it was like a North carolina blue and it had the white seven on it i thought it looked pretty tight and then i went to school and i got fucking trashed like i got i got trashed like for one minute and i didn't even want to wear it no more and oh god liked it but yeah else seemed to like it so then that's like you i guess i just i felt like i needed to just stay in line or something i don't know it was really yeah. weird to think back now when i mean but i was a kid and you know my i i didn't know how to just stand on my own two feet i guess you know like be my own person i never knew how to do that you know but now you know i just wear whatever but back then I don't know. It's always like a weird, like, I wish I did, but then again, um, it's always a learning process, right? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. It is a learning process. And, you know, I mean, I feel like it's, it's something that pretty much most kids go through in every community, you know, as the bullying or if you like stick out or, you know, draw you draw attention and stuff. And I mean, you know, and you don't really want to put that upon yourself, especially like at a young age or being a teenager. Just, I mean, you know, I feel like we're more open now with the world we're living in and stuff. And uh, people are more acceptance of like 
they could be more accepting of who you are and stuff but then you know people and kids they still go through things like Mm -hmm. I remember my son like who his favorite basketball player was and I used to buy him like you know like you said like the jersey the socks like the everything and then he wore it to school then after that like that from to this day like that that's not his favorite basketball player like yeah you know so like I mean, it's tough out there, you know, and there's different reasons, too, because most of our reservations, um, most of our people, they live in, you know, like, um, like socio, they have socioeconomic problems and stuff. And so, you know, too, like, if you do have something that is name brand or something that's nice, they could flip it and you could get teased for that because Mm -hmm. they can't afford that in their family or whatever. So you do have to watch what you wear. I mean, it's sad, but you know, you like you do. It's just, I don't know, it's an unwritten rule and stuff. Like you don't wanna flex too much or you don't wanna, you know, be proud too much. Like you have to watch yourself. True, very true. Yeah, I, I wear like a lot of just, cause I go to thrift stores too. And I tend to wear like just shirts I find, you know, but ain't good world's getting up there on prices yo i know like geez like our goodwill like is 100 miles away too like where the starbucks mm. is at yeah and like you know like i'm like okay like for halloween or like if i want to do like a diy project or even ugly sweaters oh my gosh you know i'm like this is crazy like I could literally go to like a store and get the discount and it'll be like the same price or something. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. That's why I'm like, mom, you get the senior discount. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you that senior discount. No. <laughs> get out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's fun. I mean, I, I like thrifting and stuff. And um, like me, I, you know, I, I'm always like, I'm the type of shopper of like, no matter if it's a thrift store or if it's like a, you know, a big box store, like I'm going in there, like looking for something like, like I have my mood board in my mind. Like I already know, like, you know, <laughs> what pieces I want and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we talk. You talk about um the social media, how much that ch- changed like everything, you know. Because like you, uh, I'm 35, and back then it was MySpace, right? Yeah, MySpace, and I didn't have one either. Eh? <laughs> That's how pitiful I was in social media. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know, because I think back about MySpace, and like I don't really, I don't think there was. Well, I guess you could. You could brand yourself on MySpace. I mean, but I never, I had it in college. Like, and so I had like all my college friends on there and we just kind of do stupid stuff. Just talk to each other on there. But then like Facebook took over, right? And Facebook has like changed so much from, I think it, 04 to now. Like there's so much you can do with it. And it even was like the meta thing, the meta business yeah. And so, I mean, it's just like from that short amount of time from old, I'll say 2004 till now, I mean, like, what a, what a drastic change, you know, and you don't really, I never thought about it till like I started this thing. And so, but thinking back, it was like, damn, like, it really was like, 
I guess maybe a hassle to try to brand yourself because if I would have started this back then, I probably wouldn't even know what I was doing. And it would have been hard, like you were saying, to get your stuff out there mm-hmm. when maybe you don't have access to MySpace or something, you know, or Facebook, you know, then, then what do you, then what do you do? You know, and you talk about powwows, you know, and I, I never thought about powwows because they got vendors there, yeah. you know, people from everywhere go to a powwow. And yeah, that's, that's an important part of branding yourself too, you know, with your work, with your regalia mm-hmm. and everything, you know, say, Hey, you know, I made this like you were, like you said, you know, you made your own, um, um, dance regalia. Yeah. Yeah. When I uh, got 13 years old, when I turned 13 years old, my mom, I was like, mom, I want a new outfit. And my mom's like, well, you're old enough to make one. So you better start. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like my whole teen years, <laughs> like most of my teen years to be my own outfit. And then, and then I sold that outfit. Cause like I said, I was always hard up for money. Like I, you know, I was funny every time I would sell, I would get, I collect a complete outfit and I have a complete outfit. Then I'd have it just for like one year or two and then I'd sell it. And then, so it's crazy. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's like, it's all, it's hard making full outfits. I don't know. I mean, I did it a lot. So I think that's why like, I don't do it no more. Like mm-hmm. now I pay people to do like my outfits just cause it was hard like I don't look at it as a glorious time (laughs) I looked at it as a struggling time like where I had to do it because that was my only option you know I don't look at it as being all in a creative space and being my most artistic self (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) but I mean you know I'm glad I I learned it (laughs) yeah how long did it take you to make one outfit one outfit yeah shoot I mean this one time because I was on a deadline and I procrastinated it took me like about four days to be a fully pair of size 10 uh, women's moccasins whoa yeah like man like I said that's kind of why like now I shy away from outfits because like I had long hard days like that where Man, I mean, I don't know if I could beat that fast anymore or if my beating would even be as good anymore just because, like, I really don't beat as much. I mainly sew. Mm-hmm. But in my 20s, I did a lot of beating, and it would, you know, I'd do it real quick just because, like I said, um, I was meeting deadlines, like, for the person to go to a powwow or go do something real cool, and, I, you know, I'd have it done literally right before they'd head out. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's madness. <laughs> yeah, so that's why, like, you know, like I said, I I don't, like, I don't know, I don't really beat outfits too much anymore. I, I mainly like designing and stuff and being a fashion designer just because I feel like it's more, like, in my element and stuff, and I get to be more creative. Because when you do outfits, it's um, usually it's, like, their colors, their, you know, their design, depending on what tribe they are. Um because I beat it for a lot of tribes. I know a lot of tribal nations, designs and colors and everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that gets controversial now, but you know, when I was when I was in my 20s, I took a lot of orders from different tribal nations and learned a lot of their colors and their designs and stuff. So I mean it was creative to a certain extent, but like being a designer now, 
it's like all my creativity like you know like I get to choose the colors the designs and how you know the whole full I get full creative control so I really like that part that aspect so when did you like make the transition from like outfits to you're fully like what you do now like how long did you make outfits for I made like I said like I started I started when I was 13 making my own outfit mm-hmm. it was like a fully beaded fancy dance outfit I was a fancy dancer in my teens and so it was a fancy dance outfit but so when I was younger I liked beading I mainly bead. like I said I was pretty quick at it so I knew it would like I could sell it um, just to make money, you know, so I would sit down and I just bead and I'd have my little like my little customers and stuff and I would <laughs> and then I, you know, I wanted to look good at a powwow. <laughs> so, you know, I would try to make my my outfit and stuff and then um, but um, like as far as like designing and stuff like my mom, like my first time sewing with a sewing machine was when I was 11 years old. My mom was a teacher. She was the culture teacher at one of our local schools at Box Elder School. And she was taking a group of students to NIEA, the National Indian Education Association Conference. And so she like volunteered me <laughs> and herself <laughs> for all of us to make the boys ribbon shirts. So actually I started making ribbon shirts before ribbon skirts. And um, and I was like 11 years old, so it was like 2000, I don't know, like a long time ago, but early 2000s. <laughs> and so, um. I hated it, yo. Like I didn't like the sleeves and like I just my mom is old school because my mom learned from my great grandma and my grandma and you know they were poor. They didn't have no shoes, like how we have a lot of sewing notions today. Like they didn't have a measuring tape and all that kind of stuff. So that's how my mom taught me was like with a piece of string or piece of ribbon, and you know, it was like this much, go measure this much. And me, you know, 11-year-old Rebecca had to measure. I remember this much you know and I didn't know if that was six inches or four inches or but then I had to remember that and then not using a pattern my mom made all her own patterns out of you know brown paper bags so like that's how I learned and I did not like it I didn't so, so that's why I stuck to beating when I was younger I, I just stuck to beating and then when I like when I said like when my mom was like well you're old enough you know how to beat and so like I taught you everything you need to know you know and then so then I would stay after school in high school and I would uh, like have these designs and I would like um stay after like with my home ec teacher and then she would like gladly like help me sew and make outfits and stuff with uh, like my dancing outfits and then like I said at that time you know I just wanted to have like a new outfit and everything you know, for the powwows and stuff and then so that's kind of how I got into like making my own outfits and everything but for fashion design um it would be like well in 2018 was when the first time I got invited to be a guest fashion designer down in uh Dulce New Mexico and um I liked it because like I I always had ideas and a lot of people knew how much I love fashion like a lot like when I came in contact with a lot of people when I um, own my nonprofit, and even in college, like people just they knew how much I love fashion. <laughs> like, you know, even though like, you know, even though it, I wasn't like in the fashion world or in a fashion setting, like people were like, 
she loves fashion like she it's just something about fashion like people knew it and then um so at that time I like made a little collection and stuff and then like I said I just wasn't serious about it I just I don't know even though you know it's grown as <laughs> <an> adult <laughs> I just I don't know what was wrong with me I just wasn't serious I didn't take it serious <laughs> And I did like I went under a whole different fashion name at that time. I went under something different, and you know I had a whole different look. <laughs> so I just I was different. <laughs> and then I um then like I guess in 2020, you know during COVID, I like rebranded myself. And then like when that's why I said like I needed a push. And when the night and day mask was released to social media and like hundreds of people emailed me from all over the world um talking about how the night and day masks made them feel and and you know wanting masks for me and wanting to know where my designs were and all of that then it was like okay you need to be serious about this you know like like you are older now like you know you know you don't get this chance that comes around this, you know, you need to be serious. So then that's when I took it serious and I just uh, went full force. And um, I do have a business background, um, you know, my 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 undergraduate, I have four year in business. So, you know, so it wasn't like super hard for me to like to take the steps. I was familiar with business plans and I was familiar with like the business lingo and everything. So it wasn't hard for me like to take the steps to, to do and to pursue fashion and stuff and um and then um it kind of like it it goes back to like as a teenager um a rebellious story right everybody loves rebellious stories um so i'm rebellious hey (laughs) (laughs) so when i was little and i was like a dancer like my mom always put like turquoise on me and yellow and brown and white and you know me like I didn't like those colors I mean no offense to anybody that likes those colors they're beautiful but me you know I like pink like pink was my color and my mom never you know always turquoise and white and brown and yellows and you know and and I'm like oh my god you know so I'd have to like wear them because of course you know my mom made them or you know my ground or somebody made them and they were so I had to like wear them and then that's why like when I was a teenager transition my outfits transitioned into pink because I was old enough to make them pink and stuff and then my mom didn't like neons because when we would travel to Powell's like the fancy dancers you know they were flamboyant and they had bright neon, like beautiful applique and just, you know, oh, and I just love the because I was a fancy dancer and I just love those colors. And I'd be like, mom, I want to wear applique. And my mom was really like old school and traditional, like, no, you know, like that's not, we don't do applique and stuff. And I was like, oh, so, <laughs> so like, you know, listening to my mom and stuff. So then when I, I was like thinking of branding and making my logos and everything, you know, I'm like, I'm old enough now and I'm gonna make the like the most brightest, you know, logo ever. And my mom can't say nothing to me. <laughs> so that's how like I came up with like the color concept for my um for my logos, bright neons. And that's like my niche in um is bright neons, like 
uh, that's why I use bright neons is because, you know, like I said, a rebellious story. And then I really love neon colors. Like I love neon pink and neon greens. And I just think, you know, they're just like so beautiful and I think they look so cool in like indigenous you know like settings and clothes and stuff and um so you know that's what I'm known for is neons then you did you make a zealand joanne um no um my I call her my business sister uh she is a fantastic artist um she's a graphic designer uh Kayleen Big Knife um she's Chippewa Cree too from the same reservation as me and um last year I'm like hey girl let's collaborate like I don't have time to make accessories um because like I do have a full-time job um mm -hmm. my day job is I'm the human resource journalist for my tribe so I do have like a full-time job and then I do my business um, on the side. And so like, I don't have, you know, a lot of time and plus being a mom and stuff and family, you know, so I was like, let's collaborate. So she, um, the, the flowers and it, it's all hers, but she knew I like neon. So I gave her like my color palette. And then, so she, she made these earrings like specifically for me and for my line, my last year's line. Nice. I remember Kayleen. I went to II with her. Oh, did you? Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, I love her. Oh my God. She's fantastic. We 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 call each other business sisters. We we help each other and you know, and uh we've been through a lot with each other. Mm -hmm. She probably don't remember me because I think maybe I she got there like a year before I left, I think. And um, so I don't know. She went that was Dana was over 10 years ago so oh i see yeah yeah but i remember her, like she was really cool and it's cool to see you know different people from ia you know out here doing a lot of amazing stuff you know and it's cool that you brought her up and your business sisters so that's awesome yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah she she talks about her ia days and stuff and um last year uh we um right now the indian the santa fe indian market they have their applications open and last year me and her applied together and stuff and we both got in together and so it, it was pretty cool we went to i or we went to santa fe indian market together and stuff nice how would you think of indian market i love it <laughs> I went, I always heard about it, you know, I always like, oh, always heard about it. And then finally, like 2021, I, me and my son, we went down just to go like, check it out to see, like I said, I have to see if I even like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. That's how I am. So like we, like we went down there. I just wanted to see if it was worth me applying and going through all of what you go through to see if I liked it and oh I loved it <laughs> so that's why I'm like I'm applying for 2022 and then you know I applied with Kayleen and we got in and yeah I, I like it so I'm gonna apply again here you know before the deadline <laughs> now this is for a booth you set up for or you yeah up for? Okay. Yeah, for a booth. Yeah. Yeah. Last year it was phenomenal. We we shared a booth and we got a pretty decent booth for being first timers. We're pretty close to the plaza. We're literally like third, third, uh, third in front, and then the plaza was right there. So we're nice. right in front of the La Fonda Hotel. So it was pretty okay. it was it was amazing. And um my night and day mask, it got honorable mention. 
Whoa. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it was incredible. Um, my son, he got the uh, model and three or four, no, three, no, four, four. Yeah. He got the model in four different fashion shows down there. And um, he um, got yeah, got the model for three different designers. And then I got to um, have my line in two different fashion shows down there. So it was a good time. And that's awesome. Yeah. I wanted to go last year, but we had some stuff come up and couldn't make it out. Hopefully this year we can make it out there. So yeah, definitely. You know, I think that it might be bigger this year. Um, hopefully I bet if not you know I mean I I feel like it's they always get a decent crowd Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see I know last year was the 100th year I believe yeah it was the 100th year so they went pretty big they went all out it was pretty cool yeah yeah and then um the fashion they had the uh was it the Swaya fashion show is that yeah, yeah. They they, so one. Swaya does have two fashion shows. They have the gala, mm-hmm. um, which is Saturday night, and that's where it's like they fundraise money and stuff for for the organization. And so they had that one, and then they have the big show, which is on Sunday. And so my son, he got to walk for Orlando Duga in the big show. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so I was pretty, you know, like I said, proud mom status that he got to do that. It, it was it was awesome dang yeah and then i know this so swyan and i know sky eagle collection had one as well yeah sky eagle they had one friday and saturday and then um i got to um put a show um my my line on the saturday fashion show oh that's awesome yeah so that was with uh Don, uh dante um yeah. his collection sky eagle collection and then uh sage mountain flower and then also um, there was another fourth designer. Dang, popping! It's popping over there. It's popping, yo! I I call it a little mini. I call it like our Indigenous Fashion Week. Like um, I I like if I could make it to every fashion show, yo, I would just because I love that. I love it. I love it. You know, it doesn't matter like if I'm in there or I just want to be at a fashion show and support and, you know, see everybody's creativity and the talent because there's a lot of work that goes into it. And so um, I did this thing on uh, on Facebook and there was 11 fashion shows during Swile Weekend. Whoa. Yeah. And I only, got to, I only got to go to five of them. Dang. That's all. Dang. I know, man. Fashion is like, uh, it's taken over indigenous country. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's really cool to see all our people, you know, giving or showing their ideas and then just creating them. And then, um, just sharing with the world, you know, and then doing these shows as well, letting people wear their, their, the items they make and then just seeing how good they look. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's really great to see, you know, it's powerful to see. Yeah, it is. It's definitely powerful. And um, like last year, like I remember I tweeted like in January and I'm like, 
2022 is a year of indigenous fashion and here man, like it was just it was phenomenal to see how it took off and uh, like I said I'm not only a designer but I'm also a fashion show coordinator so I did get to uh, coordinate like I think six shows last year throughout the country and so it was pretty awesome you know like a lot of people reach out who are interested and they want to know you know like the ins and outs of the industry and everything and and it's cool I, I like it I like sharing fashion with everybody um because you know I feel like it was it's one of the industries that is like underrated in Indian country but also too like like people look at it as like a materialistic thing or look at it like in a negative way and stuff. So I like to show people and share, share with people like the beauty and the power of it that, you know, that it's a way of us sharing our culture, sharing, um, you know, our creativity on the runway and, you know, being safe about it and doing it in a good way and a positive way in a way that honors our people in a way that you know if if nothing else if we didn't have fashion shows and we wouldn't be able to share all this knowledge all this information because there is you know a lot of designers out there that um they put a lot of thought and creativity and research into their colors into their designs and you know and um there's always that that window too of people like um you know putting them down or stuff or stuff like that but you know I, I always overlook at overlook it and I just I I'm pretty neutral and I love all the designers and models and everybody in the industry I think it's awesome and I feel like we need more we need more fashion designers we need more you know um makeup artists hairstylists we need more uh, fashion models we need more um photographers videographers uh, we need more everybody in the industry uh, we don't have enough and you know and i i hope that this podcast would and what i'm saying would inspire somebody you know to go and um learn you know or if they do have a hidden talent um last year my collection was called being indigenous is so beautiful and what that entailed is that us as indigenous people we all have a talent um whether it's cooking sewing beating storytelling knowledge keeping language keeping um cooking our traditional foods and you know and it our singing and it's just up to us to uh, find that talent and embrace it and share it with the world and so you know so i think like um i people just need to find their talent and share it you know like I teach ribbon skirt classes um and it was so cool because I taught a ribbon skirt class last month at our, at um a high school and this young girl like 13 years old wicked man she just like oh my gosh she was just her and that sewn machine were just amazing together <laughs> I was just like you come so for rebeccajarvey.com <laughs> like <laughs> like shit it just made me proud <clears throat> because you know like she had that opportunity to take the class and she took it and she has that talent like that natural talent you know, to be a sewer, to be a designer, whatever she chooses. But but now she knows that, you know, she is talented in sewing. And so that was my line last year, being Indigenous is so beautiful. That was what it meant. Mm -hmm. 
that's cool to hear our youth, you know, getting in these classes and did she say she she never uh, sold before, right? Yeah, she never sewed before. That was her first time sewing. And like I said, you know, she was like 13. And, and, you know, I just think of that story, like when I was 11, how, you know, I didn't really like it or cared for it. And I didn't, you know, but her, you know, she wanted to learn. And she just would like, would be like, is it, well, I did this and did that work? Or was that okay? And she just like was natural and just got it. And I was just like, that's amazing. You know, I was telling her and encouraging her, like, you know, like you you should pursue this. You should take like some classes and stuff. And uh, yeah, so it is cool. Like our students, um, our youth have that opportunity, um, you know, to pursue fashion design or um, acting and stuff like that. Like there's that platform now for them not to be scared or, you know, to go into that more creative side. Cause I feel like our our indigenous people, you know, they're creatives, they're performing arts people, you know, they're not like book and reading people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have a lot of lawyers and doctors and stuff, you know. I have a cousin right now that is um in law school so you know we do have that but i feel like for the majority of the population you know they're they're some type of creative like but they just need to either get that platform or they need to get that opportunity or you know they they need to get that motivation like how i got that motivation you know just to pursue it yeah that's a that's always a big thing um just trying to I guess like inspire, help motivate people because like people, yeah, I mean, no, creators, you know, they can be whatever it is they choose, and our people are very talented, and it's cool to see like the different representations, and not even, and not only like film, you know, like but everything, like music, like fashion, um, and now yeah, acting and um, podcasting and art, and I mean all these different things, and it's cool to like see everybody just out here doing their thing and spreading like that message of like you can do it too you know it's 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 kind of it's kind of scary to be vulnerable you know to to make something right to make it and then push it out Mm because you don't really understand or um know the effect that it's going to have on the people and then what they give back to you if it's positive or negative right Mm -hmm. but you just kind of have to move forward with hey if they don't like it then that's cool then maybe i can bring it back and make it better somehow you know or but in time you know if you keep doing it you keep building onto that you're going to get better at whatever it is you're trying to do and that's the main thing is like you know if if it doesn't work out the first time then do it again i mean there's there's no like you said like there shouldn't be like a like oh i'm too old for that right or like, oh, I don't know, you know, and like he said, like about like reading, like I, I hate, I can read, but I hate reading. I'm a listener. So that's yeah. why like I, I have to listen to like podcasts or like audible. Like that's mm-hmm. how I get my stuff done is like when I listen to these books being read or like other people talking and then just hearing their message as well. And so, you know, that's, that's my big thing, man. Like I don't discourage reading. Like if you read, if you love to read, then hell yeah, do it. But I I mean I try to sit down and read a book and it's like I get tired for some reason I get like really sleepy (laughs) so I have to listen to it 
<laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. All my books are picture books, eh? <laughs> That's why I'm into fashion magazines, eh? <laughs> They're all picture books, just a little bit of reading, and then no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely i hear you on that <laughs> and you know and you are gonna get like told no out there you know mm -hmm. like you are you are gonna get backlash you know and you're gonna get those naysayers and stuff but you just gotta find it somewhere inside to keep going you know you gotta find that drive not to quit um, like with the nine day mask, you know, I, I just as many good, you know, responses and reviews I got, I got, you know, a whole bunch of bad ones too, you know, but I just had to like, not dwell on it. You know, I had to move forward and keep going and keep believing in myself. Um, you know, not everybody was happy that I infused, you know, the French fashion house Louis Vuitton with our culture, you know, that nobody would, I mean, there was people that weren't excited about that. They thought that was a disrespect to our culture hmm. and stuff, you know, and so, but I had to overcome that because, you know, on my dad's side, I do have a little bit of French in me and, you know, my last name is Jarvie. That's derives from Jarvis it's a French word you know so <laughs> so you know I just I, I had to learn how to overcome that so you know I you just have to have that drive and that want like if you want it enough people are gonna see it they're gonna know you know and so so I'm not saying like you know everything's gonna be like all glitz and glam it's like you will get you know some bad hair days a eh? <laughs> <laughs> you will get some you know bad makeup days no <laughs> but you know it's it's up to you just to keep going to keep persevering and that's where people are if anybody you know our people know how to survive our people know how to get through it if there's anybody out there that knows it it's our people that know how to do it and you know and come out being strong and being you know who they are yeah, I mean, we, we've we've been here through everything, everything that's been thrown at us and everything. And it, I mean, that right there, you know, you bring up of just being so resilient and just um, still here, still here after all that. It just shows like how strong our people are, you know, our ancestors went through so much. And, you know, it's, it's very powerful to see this uprise and everything that everybody's doing. And bringing like awareness to the history and then the trauma and to talk about it and just to i mean i know some of us you know they um they they do like their artwork for that you know that's their main kind of i guess pathway i don't really know what to say about how to uh, art terms i'm sorry everybody but the, the pathway of like doing art is like you know helping everybody understand like this is what we went through because growing up I didn't know we went through all that stuff you know I was just like in a public school and to actually hear about or to read about it in college and everything uh, my mind was so blown you know I, I always say that like when I talk to people it's like but it's true like it's so it was so crazy to have my mind blown like dang you know we went through so much you know and you don't 
understand it and so like i guess it's like right in front of you like you're actually reading it you know and you're seeing it and it's like history like it's real history of what happened and so i don't know it's just and and and, and like just to finally like be here and doing something really positive and just sharing these stories man like you know and with what you do with the uh like last month you said you had that um ribbon ribbon skirt class i mean that was like that's really awesome too i mean you're you're showing the youth how to do these and you know they've never done it and yet you gave them the opportunity to show them like you know here it is i'm rebecca jarvie and i'm a designer and you can be too you know that's what it's all about Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I love teaching. I um I found that I mean, I guess from my mom being a teacher when I was like younger and seeing her and stuff and then I um I got had the opportunity to be a business teacher at our local community college and then I also got to teach um ribbon skirt and ribbon shirt making and then also moccasin making on the side. And then now I do a lot of ribbon skirt making for um, organizations from all over the United States and then, um, you know, schools and stuff. I, I like sharing and, you know, I'm not one of those that like, ah, this is mine. No, <laughs> you know, no, you know, I like I like sharing and I like teaching and I like expressing myself and, you know, as a creative and stuff. So. So it, it brings me joy. And, and like I said, you know, seeing like that young girl, you know, being really good on the, the sewing machine that just made my day. Like, I'm like, that's why I do this. You know, that's why I do this to help motivate and inspire people um, to pursue their dreams and not to be scared. Like how I was scared, you know, um, like now they could, you know, hopefully go full force and be that voice that they needed to be like that voice that I wish I had when I was their age. Yeah that same here i mean even if i did i I probably wouldn't have i don't know it's just my own pathway i guess i had to find my own way through everything that i just kind of went through from like growing up to young adult to being on my own and then like moving back here and whatever so i mean it's crazy man if you actually sit back and think about like the way your life turn like all the things you did for your life to be where it is now like there were so many like left turns right turns and it's like damn I should did this better but I mean it's just it just works out how it's supposed to yeah yeah definitely it it does it's I mean it I guess I feel like it does you know because like from what I went through and stuff you know I don't know if I would be you know, who I am today or how I navigate my business and how I navigate what I do, you know, I, I don't know if I would do it as good or if I'd be bad at it or whatever. So definitely, you know, I took all those life lessons and turned them, you know, turned them into a learning experience or blessings. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, that's good. Um, do you have anything coming up uh, in the future, like shows or drops maybe? Yeah, I do. So my um uh, my collection this year it's called Love and Fashion. <laughs> and so I'm really excited to share with it with everybody. I'm just like a little frustrated because like the t-shirts are on back order. So so I didn't get to, you know, share the shirts, but um I will be sharing that soon. So keep posted on all my socials, Rebecca Jarvie. 
And then, um, uh, so my, that's my fashion line this year, my new one, my new collection. I'm, you know, I am one of those that only could do like one fashion line a year. Cause you know, I'm not at that point yet where I could do one like every season or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm still very small. <laughs> and then um, I do have a lot of shows coming up. I have one in at the end of April, I believe it's in Rapid City, but there's no save the date yet. And then um, I have one in uh, May um, in Billings, Montana, and it's called the Big Sky Indigenous and Women's Art Gala. And then right after that, I fly to Cannes, France, and I have one in Cannes, France. And then um, like the other, like I'm not sure yet, like for like the summer and stuff. And um, and then my fashion show that I coordinate, um, honor a legacy fashion show, um, that is September 16th, Saturday, September 16th at Northern Winds Hotel and Casino. And it will be on its seventh consecutive year. And the um, the theme for that one is embodying indigenous diversity so that's this year's theme and that one's free to the public and um every year i invite um new designers and new performers to the fashion show so i'm pretty excited for that one that one's my baby hey and then um so that's what I got coming up, you know, so far, especially for the spring have been like, just like um, my son being a senior and stuff. Um, I, I took that time that I decided to take that time, like through these winter months and um, like the last couple of months of his senior um, life to like spend time with him. He is a ball player and to go to his games and, you know, be more of like spending that time with him just because it's his last year and um like his first part of his senior year I traveled a lot so I missed like a lot his first part of his senior year so then I you know decided for like the winter and going into spring I want to you know pay attention to him and be there for him and and spend that time for him with him you know because he is a senior so so um you know I'm excited about that about him being a senior and um he he too he got um selected to be a model in Cannes, France. So he'll also be a model over there in Cannes, France. So that's like our big project that we're excited about. But every fashion show I get invited to, I love it. I'm excited to meet new people, new designers and new, you know, makeup artists. And I'm excited to work with the ones I already know and stuff. So I'm excited to travel and see friends, old and new friends. And so I'm pretty excited about all the fashion shows. And like I said, my um, my line coming out, Love and Fashion. And then also too, I'm currently doing a truck raffle. Um, I'm raffling off my truck just cause I'm um, trying to fundraise um, money to go to Cannes, France just because, you know, it's pretty expensive um, for me and stuff. And then also for my son. So I'm doing a truck raffle. So if anybody is interested, um, it's $20 a ticket. Are you, or if you get um, $50, then your name gets in there three times. And if uh, you do $100, your name gets in there seven times. And so I'm going to raffle that off in May. And then if I sell, because I'm trying to meet a certain quota, if I meet the certain quota of tickets by then, then I'll do it beforehand. But if not, it will be raffled off in May. If I do not meet my quota uh, of tickets I'm trying to sell, then it will turn into a 50-50 raffle. So if anybody's interested in that, um, you can hit me up on Rebecca Jarvie. Like I said, I'm on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, yeah, 
and oh my website too um, my website's rebeccadarby.com but right now it's currently like under maintenance I mean it's still up there but it's like uh, like somebody was just trying to buy my stickers the other day and I don't know it's under maintenance <laughs> so that's definitely a goal I'm trying to work on ASAP so please bear with me if you're trying to buy something just hit me up and then I could like email you the invoice for what you want and I got shirts available my ribbon drip shirts those are like um my staple ribbon drip that's what I'm known for is the ribbon skirt and the hashtag ribbon drip Nice. Awesome. I got in I got in that truck uh, raffle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a 2014 F1 Ford 50. It has 78,000 miles on it. It's a four by four. It is a four door. It has four doors, uh, a great exterior and interior. And I bought it in September 2020. And then it was parked half of the year of last year and stuff. And so uh, it's, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I do have a day job, but, and then I do my business as a side, but like, um, like I'm like the marketer and I'm the sewer and I'm the, you know, I do everything for my business. I'm still like, you know, a small business and I get like, um, so it's hard for me like to try to like manage a lot. And then so like, I just like, like what are my top five assets that I have? And then my truck was, you know, one of my top five assets. So, you know, I decided to make the decision to let it go just cause you know, I wanna be more serious and pursue my dreams. And hopefully, you know, in the future I'll be doing my fashion full time where I won't have a day job, but for now I still need it. And so, you know, so that's how the truck raffle came about. Man, well, go into that raffle. Are you are you taking uh tickets now? Yeah, I am. Are yes, okay. I'm definitely taking tickets now. Um, how I'm doing it is I'm writing down everybody's name, and then um we're gonna go live at the casino um at our local casino here um and then um it's called like a brass. I forgot what it's called. It's like a big oh a brass drum. So it's a big brass drum, and then I'm gonna type out everybody's names. And then, you know, cut them and then put them in there. And then I feel like, you know, and then it would turn that big brass drum and then have somebody pick it at the casino. And I'll go live on all my socials on IG and Facebook and stuff. And then last time it was cool because um, in 2020, I did a, uh, I did a car raffle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just to uh, kickstart so I could get um, money to start my business, like, you know because I didn't take out any loans just because like you know me I have a loan thing I don't believe in loans eh? (laughs) (laughs) I mean I might have to in the future you know but for now I'm still holding on to not taking out loans (laughs) so I did a car raffle before and uh it was pretty cool it went really good like I sold the tickets I sold the tickets out in 41 days like Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And then um, I did like this big like party at the casino, like where a lot of people was there and they had the car parked there. But then there at that time, I went like Wheel of Names, you know, the Wheel of Names, like where they put their name on. Yeah. And then um, type in everybody's name. And then it was so funny. I didn't like really think it through because, you know, you're in there like writing like everybody's name. (laughs) 
like everybody like um, went on the lives were just you know like getting like tired or like well come on like and then I'm just like oh my god I didn't think this through and stuff so like this time this is why I'm trying it other way you know so hopefully so you know I, I always try to listen to like you know different comments and different things what people say so and we had people you know people there that got to watch it and like I said and it was pretty fun it, it was a fun time so I'm hoping to do something like that again um, make it like a fun little thing you know where everybody whoever's gambling at the casino could come see you know who the winner of the truck is and stuff but yeah I'm definitely um selling tickets I have cash app and zelle and um I could oh yeah that's all I have cash app and zelle <laughs> I, I got kicked off of paypal a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> well everybody go in and in uh when I I guess ship it here so yeah definitely if you win you have come come check it out come check out rocky boy <laughs> get your room i'll get your room at the casino <laughs> our casino is just cute we only have like nine rooms <laughs> really, really? yeah yeah <laughs> but um that's like where we have the fashion show at and stuff and uh -huh. after i like to set up and for you know to sell my tickets and everything yeah so <laughs> good company <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so everybody go check um go in and in the raffle let's get those tickets sold out um check out rebecca on all her so all her social medias her website also do you have any uh, like of your shows on youtube or anything um i do on my website i do have hmm. one but um like on my um, IG, but mainly on Rebecca Jarvis Sois on my uh, Facebook. That's where you'll find most of the shows. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I, I usually just post them on there just because it's more easier than Facebook. I mean, than IG for some reason for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everybody go check those out on their Facebook as well. Uh, thank you for coming on, Rebecca. I really enjoyed our time on here and I appreciate your time as well um you're welcome back anytime if you have anything else going on or you just want to come on and hang out i mean oh okay awesome yeah, yeah definitely. i had fun too and thank you oh i know one more um i uh was recently um printed in the native max magazine oh okay. yeah so if you you know if you're a fan yeah, uh, go buy the native max magazine um to talk about like three uh breakthrough designers for 2022 and I was one of the breakthrough designers so uh go check out the magazine nativemax.com or yeah nativemax they're on all social medias too and um I'm in the magazine and it shows a full interview in there and it shows a lot of pictures of my designs oh yeah that's awesome yeah so go check out native max native max magazine yes I have to check that out after we get off here um but once again, thank you for coming on. Everybody go check out Rebecca Jovi. Be on the lookout for this year. And go buy you a raffle ticket for that truck. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. It was so good to be here. I had so much fun. And I, you know, thank Russell and Oki Podcast for having me. And then, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Uh, everybody go follow Oki Podcast if you have not yet on Apple, Spotify, I mean, subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, where you listen to podcasts, follow Oki Podcasts, at Oki Podcasts on Instagram, uh, my personal 
on Instagram is at WrestleMus49. Uh, follow Oki Podcast on Facebook. My personal on Facebook is Russell Sun Eagle. Uh, check out okipodcast.com. That's the website. And check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. I swear we have some episodes coming out. We might have some out by the time this comes out. I have, I have no idea. But check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation, available everywhere Apple, Spotify, where you listen to podcasts. And go follow us on TikTok at reservation underscore mysteries. So, oh. so I guess so next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.